Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. On a mission to bring the benefits of sport to kids everywhere, they go beyond technology to provide leaders with professional development and relationship building, and to work with sports-based organizations to address issues of accessibility and equality. To learn more, find them at League Apps com or as league apps on all of the social networks now here's the host of the show longtime soccer broadcaster and voice of united soccer coaches dean linky i am dean linky this is the united soccer coaches podcast and it is presented by our good friends from league apps we wrap up black history month with nicole hercules the chair of the black soccer coaches advocacy group visiting with ezra hendrickson who will make his debut as a head coach for Major League Soccer's Chicago Fire Saturday, 6 o'clock at Inter-Miami. Ezra Hendrickson, one of just three black soccer coaches in Major League Soccer, gets his chance, and he's on our special United Soccer Coaches podcast as part of the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group Takeover. He is brilliant, and so is Nicole Hercules. Speaking of brilliance, United Soccer Coaches announced today the signing of a multi-year contract extension with Beyond Pulse. The expanded partnership agreement establishes Beyond Pulse as the official wearable technology partner of United Soccer Coaches. We are joined by all three of their co-founders, Michael Supp, Mark Wilson, and Marc-Andre Maillet. Great people, fun people who are looking forward to continued collaboration with United Soccer Coaches, including our partnership manager, Toby Trogue, CEO Jeff Van Dusen, and each and every one of you, all of our members. Speaking of our members, I love as part of this show when people reach out to me and say, hey, you should talk to this person. Dr. Doug Williamson, who was recently elected as vice president of the United Soccer Coaches Board of Directors, said that I should speak with Liam Shannon about his exciting book entitled Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Language and Scenarios. We do just that with Liam Shannon. That's our show, and it starts after this message from our presenting sponsor, League Apps. We bet you didn't get into this business for the back office duties. That's why we created League Apps, the industry's leading youth sports management platform, so you can spend less time with busy work and more time doing what you love. League Apps provides organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by League Apps. Once again, here's the host of the show, Dean Linky. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast. We want to thank Dean Linky and United Soccer Coaches for allowing the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group to take over for the month of February. This is our last session, and it's a goodie because we have a gem who's on here today. My name is Nicole Hercules, and I am the chair of the Black Soccer Advocacy Group. I want to welcome and introduce our guest today, Ezra Hendrickson who was, after an amazing playing career, served as an assistant coach under Ziggy Smith at Seattle Sounders, 
While he was at Seattle Saunders, he was assistant coach for the St. Vincent and the Grenadines national team. Following that time, he was served as assistant coach at LA Galaxy before joining the Columbus crew. As a player, Hendrickson won eight trophies during 12 MLS seasons, winning a championship with three different teams, winning three MLS Supporter Shields trophies in 1998, 2002, 2008, a Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup in 2001, and the CONCACAF Champions Cup in 2000. As the lead assistant coach for the reigning MLS champions, Columbus Crew, where he helped the team capture a 2020 MLS Cup and the 2021 Champions Cup. Wow. All I can say is your bio is absolutely astounding. You've had 25 years experience, and now we are proud to announce that you are the head coach, newly appointed of the Chicago Fire of the MLS. Welcome, 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 Ezra Hendrickson. Well, thanks a lot after that introduction, man. <laughs> I hope I can live <laughs> to all that stuff. But no, it's a pleasure to be on here. And when I got the call, I was like, oh, for sure. No doubt. It's something that I would definitely like to do because I championed the cause. And you know, I'm a part of what this is all about. So it's good times for me. I'm very excited. I'm very happy about the situation that I'm in. And I'm just looking forward to great times in the near future and a sustained uh, amount of success with the with the fire. Wonderful. I love how humble you are. Your background precedes you. But I have to say, when I saw the social media post from Chicago Fire, they did an outstanding job. I mean, who was the mastermind behind that? If you haven't seen it yet, guys, check out the Chicago Fire social media because they really did a great job with the hiring process with Ezra. Who was behind that? It was outstanding. Well, we have a great social media team. Uh, those guys uh, are amazing. And they've continued to do a wonderful job in preseason, covering the team and, and stuff like that. So I'm grateful to them. I think they make me look a little better than <laughs> I do. But um, it's it just goes to show with this organization that everything is top-notch. And it starts with the owner. And we're trying to do everything in a very professional manner. So social media stuff is, is really, really tops in the league. Wonderful. And what does it mean to you working with the MLS with the Chicago Fire? What does it mean to you? Well, it's uh, a job, a dream job, uh, something that I've always uh, worked towards, something that I always wanted to uh, be a part of my legacy, so to speak, in the league. I had, as you mentioned, a, a very successful uh, playing career and went on to be successful as an assistant coach with a couple of clubs. This, to me, you know, being the head coach, being in charge of the team is, is something that I've always, always worked towards and I always hope that it you know, get that chance. And I'm just elated to have this, this opportunity to, um, you know, teach guys and to um, express my way of uh, the way I see the game, introduce my style of play to, the, to this team. And that gives me pleasure. And so I go out every day in training with a smile on my face because I get to do something that I love and be completely in charge of what happens in a training session, having that final decision, so to speak, that you don't really get as an, an assistant coach. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, we just went over your bio. So, I mean, you have been so successful. You almost have like this Midas touch. And I know you have this blue collar mentality. So you never want to talk about your successes. You just kind of want to build and be on to the next success. But what's in the water for you with, I mean, as a player, you won multiple things as a coach, as an assistant coach. Why do you think that is? Why have you been, what's your success? What's the secret sauce behind uh, success for you? Well, I think I've been, as a player, I was a part of some very good teams. But that being said, I was on some teams that, you know, maybe didn't have quite the quality 
but somehow we made it through because you know of a coach like Ziggy Schmidt who knew the league, knew what it takes to win, and he was a very successful coach. So I was fortunate to have successful uh, teammates as well as successful coaches, both as an assistant and, and, and as a player. And I think a lot of that credit goes to someone like Ziggy Schmidt because we were together either as coach and player or, or coach and, and assistant for about you know 20 years. Um, so just being around guys like that who are successful, who knows what it takes to win and who knows the league has helped me a lot. And I'm, I've put myself in a position now where it's my turn to you know, form my legacy. And that's something that I don't take lightly because of all the different implications and, and what this means for the league and for you know, just black coaches uh, in general in the country. So it, it's, a, it's a big step forward uh, for the league. It's a wonderful opportunity for myself. And I just hope that other coaches like me who are looking at this can see that, okay, one, it's possible. And two, you know, just always keep fighting and always work hard. And, and what is for you will come to you eventually. In no time in the present. So I'm here and I'm, I'm in the present. I'm going to live this. I'm going to enjoy this. And hopefully, like I said, be successful and inspire others to, to follow. Speaking about inspiration, and I love your energy, your positivity, and your work ethic, you know, but we were just at the United Soccer Coaches Convention, and there are so many people who are just talking about you, who want to reach out to you, who are inspired by you. They're just in awe of your career. I know even Dean Linky, when he heard we were doing this interview, he was like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like, you know, you're a big deal to so many folks, as humble as you are. What does that mean to you to kind of inspire this next generation of colors? I mean, I don't even have to say that you're a black coach. Like that's the type of coach that you are. You, you've done such a great job that you're beyond, you know, race. It's beyond that. Everyone looks up to you. So what does it mean for you to be an inspiration to the next generation? Well, if I could just inspire just one young coach, I would be happy to have the ability uh, where you're on a stage where more than one and a lot of coaches can see and, and, and can take something from what it is that I'm doing to inspire them, to help them in their daily work as far as going forward as coaches and, and what their goals are in life and where they, they, they want to take their career. I mean, I'm, I take pride in that, you know, and, and I know that uh, I have to be a good example for um, a lot of people because it's no secret. A lot of people are watching. A lot of people want to know how it's going to go, you know, what's going to happen, you know, and can he now take his uh, assistant role and make it as successful as he, uh, as a head coach now. So there's a little bit of added pressure, but if that is inspiration for someone out there, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy and, and I'm, I'm glad to be that person that could inspire a nation of coaches, so to speak. You were coached and mentored by the late legend, Ziggy Schmidt. Probably, you can probably go down the history as one of the best coaches like that we've, we've ever seen in this country. What does mentorship look like to you today? Who else mentored you? Yeah, so I, I took a lot from Ziggy uh, when he was with us. So I have a lot of that stuff in my framework. One conversation I remember having with Ziggy maybe a month or so before he passed, we hadn't seen each other in a while. Um, he was not feeling too well. And he had me come over the day after Thanksgiving in 2018. I'll never forget this. And we sat down, we turned the TV off, and we just talked about soccer. And mm. he gave me some uh, inspiring words of how well he thought of me as a coach and what he think I could do uh, once I do get a chance. And he said, I don't know if that chance will ever come or if I'll be here when the chance comes. And he was saying all mm. this stuff. And it was kind of... You know, sad to hear because it's almost like he felt like he was passing the torch, like he oh. knew his time was coming to an end. So 
that was really a chilling moment for me, but just Oof. him to just sat there for two, three hours and just pass knowledge on to me as like a final uh. goodbye is something that I'll always remember. Working with guys like Caleb Porter, Brian Smetzer over in, um, in Seattle, uh, these guys, you know, Caleb past couple of years and, and Brian Smetzer from 09 to when I left in 2018 have been inspiration to me also mm -hmm. because they have also been successful and working with these guys from day to day helped me uh, to prepare myself so I know the ins and outs of what works and what doesn't, so to speak. But majority of what I take with me came from from the great Ziggy Schmidt and, and I, I cannot thank him enough for everything he did for me as a player as well as you know, as an assistant, you know, giving me an opportunity to join him in Seattle in 09 when, the, when, that, when that franchise started. So, you know, when Ziggy asks you to come, you, you <laughs> join him in a venture, you want to do it, you know. And as a player in 08, I felt like I could play some more, but he said, listen, I'm, I'm taking the Seattle job and I would love to have you on staff. And I thought about it for about a month or so. And I said, you know what? It's Ziggy wants you to work with him, man. Like, <laughs> Got to do, do that. Because I always wanted to be a coach, you know, and it was a great platform for me to get with someone who, who knows the league, knows how to win and learn. And so I'm, I'm happy that I made that choice because who knows, that opportunity may have never came or may have been delayed even further. So I thank him for a lot of me being where I am today. Oh my gosh, what an important story. I mean, that almost made me cry, man. It just gives you chills. <laughs> no, no, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's just wonderful when you think of the importance of just the coach-player relationship and how sometimes, you know, one flame may be going out, but the next one's coming in and that's, you know, he's kind of bred that life through you. And of course, you're dynamic on your own, but the relationship that you see consistently, and that's why I love United Soccer Coaches because you see that all the time. Good, decent people who want the best for each other and willing to kind of help each other get there. So that's a beautiful story. I'm so glad you shared that. In talking about that, I mean, you've played for the long, such a long time. You've coached for a long time. Can you talk about your coaching style and then some of the coaching styles that you've experienced? Well, I think my coaching style is kind of a fusion of Ziggy and a couple of the coaches that I, I work with before. So Ziggy, I just his way of preparing, his way of, of um, uh, studying teams, studying opponents, and just knowing the opponent like the back of his hand. I think that's <laughs> something that I take from him. You know, he's always, he was a student of the game. You know, he'd be up sometimes middle of the night texting us or emailing us as, as assistant coaches, like, look at this play or look at what you can do <laughs> and stuff like that. So that part of it, you know, I take from him. Brian Smetzer just knows how to connect with, with players. Very knowledgeable guy of the game and knows what buttons to push, how to get the most out of his players. Sometimes he don't have always the best players, but he knows how to get the most of the players that he have. And then Caleb, uh, tactically, we have similar style as far as the way we see the game playing. So my style of play is, is basically a, a possession-based. It's a progressive possession, whereas we're not just possessing to be possessing, we're, we're trying to get up the field. I'm a big fan of uh, space. For me, I always tell the players, possession is king. When we have the ball, we want to create space. And when we don't want to have it, we want to deny space. So that is the backdrop uh, as far as my, my style is just being on the ball a lot and really, really being relentless with the ball and making uh, teams work and switching back and forth, changing point of attack, trying to break lines, but always trying to get into the front half, into the final third. You know, we're not a team that has, that is going to just possess for the sake of possessing. We are trying to be proactive with it and get forward as quickly as possible in the front half. 
We just actually celebrated 25 years as the Black Soccer Coaches Group. What would you say has changed the most? And what would you actually like to see from our group? I, I'm, I'm going to take notes because uh, when I have a, a brain like yours, I got to make sure that we're advancing and we're, we're being as sharp as you are. Yeah, well, I think uh, more awareness of the situation that uh, a league of 28 teams and we have three uh, Black coaches, I think it's not good enough. Uh, yeah. I think so. I like the progress that the league is making as far as the initiatives and their mandates and making sure that, you know, coaches of color are interviewed for every position that's available. But I wanted to go beyond that. I don't want to just be an interview. I want it to be like, listen, if the guy is qualified, we're not, we don't want to just interview someone just to say we fill the quarter. We want to give the guy that's, you know, most ready for the job, that's most qualified for the job. And if it happens to be, uh, a black coach, then so be it, you know, not look at the color of the skin and think anything is wrong with that. Some would say that it took me a while to get a head coaching position, but oh yeah, I never wavered mm -hmm. in my pursuit for this position. I never had that feeling of, oh, maybe this is not going to happen. I don't know. It's something about me. I, something, even when I played, you know, I always had to fight to get uh, the recognition that was deserved, but I didn't mind that because I always wanted it the hard way. Right. So yeah. in this time, you know, as I waited my chance, I just kept trying to get better and trying to get better and trying to improve as a coach so that when I get the opportunity and it was presented to me that I would grasp it with both hands. And that's something that I'm trying to do right now. You know, I think that I'm ready. I've prepared myself. I've waited. Mm -hmm. And now the opportunity is here. So as far as the league and their mandates and stuff, I, I really appreciate that. I think that has been good and it's, it's helped someone like me get to this position. Now I want to see it go beyond just interviews that, you know, mm -hmm. guys actually getting hired if they're the most qualified for the job, regardless, One. you know, what they're, what they look like. Wonderful. And I guess we kind of spoke to that, but like how and why does, does diversity and representation even matter? Well, for me, and I always say in every organization, I think minorities or uh, people of color in management position is key. Because no organization, unless it's some far left, far right uh, racist organization, every organization I know of either have customers, employees, or what have you, of minority status. And so why not have leadership that they can look up to or they can, you know, aspire to, to be like, you know, because sometimes it's hard when there's no one that looks like you in a leadership position in your organization. It's like, okay, is there any going to be a, any upward movement? in this situation for me. So I think it's very important that, and it, it stems to uh, an organization like a football club that, you know, you have players that are black, you have assistant coaches that are black or whatever, but sometimes you don't ever see a head coach or even in, in, in presidency or, or stuff like that. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that issue or dealing with that uh, initiative to try to get more uh, minority leadership, I think that's great because now you have leadership that's representing everyone that the organization is that encompasses. Asra, this has been phenomenal, but we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Performance analysis is now recognized as having a crucial role to play in any coaching program. The United Soccer Coaches Performance Analysis Level 1 Special Topics Diploma will provide coaches with real-world examples of how analysis is being used to enhance the individual player development process and maximize team performance. Additionally, successful candidates will achieve Level 1 accreditation 
as an applied performance analyst from the International Society of Performance Analysis of Sport. Register now by visiting the master course schedule on unitedsoccercoaches.org. And we are back. I want to thank Dean Linky and United Soccer Coaches. We are in part two with the amazing Ezra Hendrickson. The insight that he shared in that first portion was outstanding to kind of get to be, you know, that fly on the wall and learn from someone who's had such a long, legendary playing career and has been a great and successful coach. Going into the second part, I really kind of want to talk to, because United Soccer Coaches is trying to really move into the direction of career development, uh, figuring out and helping coaches navigate their career. And I would say one of the best things about United Soccer Coaches is that it has a huge network for people to kind of meet folks. So what would you say is the importance of forging strong, you know, relationships in, in coaching and leadership? I think it's it's a great opportunity as a coach to not just inspire, but to teach uh, other people you know, from your experiences and what you've learned. And so in this position for me, being able to go out there every day and have these young minds and help them to really see and really realize their potential. Because sometimes, you know, you have a young player and we have a lot of young players in this team, for instance, and so much potential, but they don't really realize it. They don't really know. And that ability to just open their eyes and to just make them aware of the sky's the limit for them. I, that's something that I, I love to do. So coming to work every day and, and working with players, uh, for me, it's, it's an awesome thing. One of the things I learned from Ziggy, another thing of many, is that player-coach relationship. Just being honest and you know, treating each player fairly. Now, you're not going to treat every player the same. Uh, Shakiri might get a little more leeway than, say, Misael Rodriguez, who's 18, 19 years old. But treat them fairly and always be honest and straight up with players. You know, that honesty and that trust in a relationship from player to coach, coach to player goes a long ways because those players will go out and fight for you knowing that you've been honest with them and there's some trust there because a lot of time, a lot of players don't get to play and they get disgruntled. And I, but I think if you are very straight up and you let players know why you made a decision that you made now, you don't want players coming into your office every day complaining because that's not a culture you want to form on your, on your squad. But when a player has a question, just being straight up and honest with them, I think that's a good relationship to have a player to coach. And it's something that I've learned from the best. And I continue to do with my players to make sure that they know uh, their roles. And then if they're not doing their roles, why they're, you know, maybe sitting on the bench next to me, so to speak, or why they haven't got to run games. Honesty and trust in a relationship with your players is something that I, I treasure. So Ezra, we have something in common. That's why I'm so excited for you to get this position. But we have family and you're actually from the amazing, beautiful, luxurious, amazing island of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Both of my parents are from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So let me just tell you this story really quickly. When I was growing up, I remember I was the only girl on the beach playing soccer. You know, the men would be knocking it around, juggling, playing in the sand. And I probably went back a couple of years ago before COVID. And I saw the work that's been done in the country on the side of women's soccer. And to see over 200 girls playing on these, these, these beautiful fields in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I mean, it was outstanding to see the growth and what's happened. And just from the time when I was a kid to, to now and the opportunities that are out there. 
you know, so I know we have a mutual friend and Ian Sardine. So I want to shout him out the amazing work that he's doing. I know I'll, I'll be heading out to St. Vincent in May. So I want to make sure I can help and support him in the Federation as best as I can. Just talk about our amazing island that we come from. And actually, I also want to know about your national team experience playing for the St. Vincent and the Grenadine national team. We're going to send this, this podcast all over St. Vincent. <laughs> all right. So first, yeah, uh, Mr. Sardine, he's doing a very good job. Um, he works with the, you know, the younger kids uh, in the group and he has a club uh, system three that a lot of great players have come out of that club. Um, one player that played with me, uh, Olex Anderson, when I was in um, mm. Seattle with Sounders too, he came out of that. Scored an amazing goal against the U.S. national team. That yes, started. Yes, I remember yes. watching that. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that, but I love it. It's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, so you know, Sardine is doing a very good job uh, there. The women's program in St. Vincent have grown in, like you said, a lot. Um, they're actually now in a qualification tournament with the women's team. So it's great I to see. I almost came out of retirement. I was going to dust my boots off and get oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you can at least uh, help coach them or something, you know, because, um, you know, it's it's infantry, but it's it's growing. And, and that's good to see that uh, soccer in my country is not no longer just a man's sport. You know, it's also women are playing a game and little girls you see a play now and, and people, parents are taking their little girls to, you know, soccer training and stuff like that. And it's not so much a, a male dominated sport in the country as, you know, back maybe when I was growing up. So that's always, always great to see. So I'm happy to see that progress. And then, yeah, speak to your, your national team experience. I mean, you're top center back for, I mean, for St. Vincent and the Grenadines when you played. Speak a little bit to uh, what it was like playing on the national team. You guys did some well, good stuff. Yes, yes. So for the three uh, World Cup qualifying that I was a part of the, the team with, so the qualification for the 98, 2002, and 2006 World Cup, we made it to the, the final uh, semifinal rounds. Uh, where we played like the Mexico's and the U.S. and stuff like that. So um, that was a successful reign. You know, I played from 95 till 2007 with the national team, was captain of the national team. But let me tell you how I even got to be a part of the national team because I left St. Vincent when I was 13, and I'm going to tell my age now <laughs> when people start adding this up. <laughs> and so, but I never went back to St. Vincent until I was 23. So I was away for 10 years. And I just happened to be playing with the Riverboard Gamblers, the New Orleans Riverboard Gamblers. In the U.S., it used to be called the U.S. Sizzle at the time, which is now like the USL Championship. A guy from St. Vincent was, we were playing in Dallas, and a guy from St. Vincent was there. And after the game, he's like, yeah, you know, where are you from? You know, and I'm like, I'm from St. Vincent. And he said, really? He said, I know the coach, you know, from St. Vincent. I'm from there. Da, da, da. The coach, he's Jamaican. He's a friend of mine. He lives in uh, Fort Lauderdale, the great Lenny Taylor. Yes, Lenny. Um, Lenny. So, yeah, he got a hold of Lenny, and they got a hold of me, and um, I so I went to St. Vincent on basically on a trial because no one had seen me before or nothing. And I think there were some grumblings about you know who's this kid, where are you guys going with this kid? Like we've never <laughs> heard of him, you know, people back home. Mm -hmm. But I You're think after the first couple <laughs> sessions, I think you know the crowd that came out to watch train, they were like, okay, this this guy's for real. And so yeah, that was the the beginning of that story and I went on to play for the national team for 12 years and it was great times I made a lot of friends that I'm still friends with now and also oh, I we got to shout out Aranda we got to shout out Aranda yeah yeah <laughs> he was he was a teammate of mine you know Dexter Walker and guys like this Fitz Bramble these guys from the old school was on um on my squad for those 12 years so and it were good times we went we made it to the gold cup in 96 uh, you know coming in second in the Caribbean cup and stuff like that so 
it, it was good times. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I experienced a lot. And, you know, at the time, for most of it, I was playing with the Galaxy. So, you know, I, I would always, you know, be ready whenever I got called to go back and, and help out with the country. So those were good, good years for me. I'm wondering, and I think it will be um, insightful for people who are listening. You know, how do you handle the mental and emotional pressures and stresses and challenges of being away from family and loved ones when you're coaching and when you were playing? Yeah, well, it's hard. It's difficult. It's it's not an easy task. But I think um, when you surround yourself with family members and people that understand what it is that you're trying to do or what's at ta- what's at hand and the task that's at hand, uh, people are understanding. Um, now it could. Very difficult times because you're gone a lot, you travel a lot, you know, you miss your loved ones. But I think when they realize that, you know, there's a goal and there's something that you're working at and there's going to be lonely times, um, it's not always easy for me, for myself. Uh, but I think I've had, I've been fortunate to have family members that understand what it is that uh, I was focused on. And if I wasn't available for whatever family reunion or family gathering, they knew why. I think you have to have the that family background where mm-hmm. everyone is supportive because if not, it could be a very lonely journey trying to get to where you're trying to get in this in this business. I think you've got to play a little skinny, fabulous uh, family <laughs> on the, <laughs> the outro here. But, um, <laughs> are you seeing the important changes? And I know we talked about this already as far as it comes to diversity and representation in the soccer landscape, not even just MLS, but just the soccer landscape. And uh, what work still needs to be done? Well, I think we're seeing that um, because I think more black and brown uh, players are exposed to the game of soccer. So that helps. If you look at the national team, the U.S. national team now, you see a lot of people that, you know, maybe you wouldn't see uh, mm-hmm. five, maybe 10 years ago on the field. So that's good to see. And that means that through the youth system, uh, more of those players are getting opportunities. And I think it helps having a league like the MLS because if you think back, when we were growing up, you know, there was the bar, you know, banks, maybe there was a few people that you could look up to and say, you know what, I want to be the next, you know, whoever. And, you know, as of recent, you know, players have uh, a lot of players that look like them that they can look up to. So when a talented athletic kid on the playground would look up to like, say Michael Jordan, and now he wants Mm -hmm. to go and practice basketball every day. Now you have, you know, a Tyler Adams or uh, whoever, uh, Josie Altador, mm-hmm. uh, Darlington Nagby, someone like that, you know, Demarcus Beasley from a few years back that you can now look up to and say, you know what, I want to be like that. Now you pick up the soccer ball and now soccer became becomes something that you have interest in. So having a league, uh, having a professional league that players can look up to, uh, to players that, you know, look like them, that they feel like they could emulate and be like, it has been, has been very, very, very effective in getting more of us to enjoy and, and be introduced to this wonderful game that most of us are not introduced to because we have, you know, baseball and hockey and basketball and all that other stuff uh, that occupies us as young kids. Um, and it's always been mainly the, the, the foreign kids who really have that soccer love and passion. Now you're seeing that change and more opportunities are there and it's just going to make it, you know, more inclusive of a sport. And I'm, I'm all I'm all for that, and I'm liking the direction in which it's going. Ezra, I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I just really want to thank you for being the person that you are. You're a good person, a kind-hearted person, a hardworking person, a humble person, an excellent person. So we're so thankful for you and the work you do. 
all the success that you've had, all the success that you'll continue to have. We just want to wish you well. I want Chicago Fire to know you have probably a million new fans just because of this. <laughs> you know, but you know, we're excited to cheer you on and just support and uh, send you a lot of love. So thank you again for hopping on here today. Well, yeah, and thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to share my story and and, and what I'm all about. And looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to Saturday and that first kick. You know, I know leading up to the game is going to be some nerves, but once that whistle blows, I think I'll be ready and, and uh, relaxed and, and hopefully lead the team to victory. So I'm very excited. I'm very honored to have this opportunity to lead the Chicago Fire. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to come on uh, your podcast and, and share my story. I'm watching. Okay, Saturday, Miami. Make sure you have your TVs on. There, kind of- there's going to be all kind of Caribbean flags there. That there are oh. people coming from Vincent, Trinidad, Jamaica. Oh, you're in Miami. Yes, yes. So See, I do both. I have my American flag in one hand and the Vinci flag in the other. Yes, I always definitely. Do that, so I'll have both. But um, both, again, I yeah. I look forward to watching. And again, I want to thank Dean Linky, United Soccer Coaches Jeff Van Dusen, and actually Ezra. I want to make sure I invite you to next year's convention at Philadelphia. Hopefully. We'll be able to get you out of convention if it works with your schedule. Hopefully. Yes, definitely. Once we're not in preseason or anything like that, there's no conflicts, then just let me know. Great. All right. Well, you take care again for the Black Soccer Coaches Group. We thank United Soccer Coaches for letting us take over for the month of February. We'll be back from, for some more sessions from time to time. But lots of love from the Black Soccer Coaches Group to everyone else. And shout out to Ezra on the Chicago Fire. We're going to make it fire. <laughs> take care, guys. Have a great time. Thank you. What an incredible honor it's been to hand over the keys to Nicole Hercules and the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group for this month as we celebrate Black history and so much more. Nicole Hercules, all of your guests were outstanding, Nicole, and frankly, your ability to bring out so much from these wonderful people is worth noting. I am proud to call you a friend and look forward to seeing Ezra Hendrickson as well. My longtime friend, Tony Miola, is the analyst for the Chicago Fire. Another reason for me to ask, but of course, the most important reason is to support Ezra Hendrickson and get more coaches of color into the game, particularly at the MLS level, but as Nicole said, at every level. All right, we're not done. United Soccer Coaches announced today the signing of a multi-year contract extension with Beyond Pulse. The expanded partnership agreement establishes Beyond Pulse as the official wearable technology partner of United Soccer Coaches. Beyond Pulse, creator of smart wearable educational technology developed to help coaches coach better with the soccer athlete at the center, will partner with the association for another three years with goals to extend their technology and educational content to association members. We will speak to their co-founders and their leaders after these messages. United Soccer Coaches would like to thank all 2022 convention attendees, exhibitors, presenters, and volunteers for reuniting in Kansas City. You can relive all of the special moments from the awards banquet and All-America ceremony reception by watching the recordings now available on unitedsoccercoachesconvention.org. Remember to save the date for the 2023 convention in Philadelphia, January 11th through 15, 2023. 
This is Mark Wilson, co-founder of Beyond Pulse, head of sales and partnerships, delighted and excited about the next three years of our partnership with United Soccer Coaches. This is Michael Sub, co-founder and director of education and research at Beyond Pulse. Very excited to be working with the United Soccer Coaches for another three years. This is Marc-Andre Maillet, co-founder at Beyond Pulse and CEO. We're super excited about the next three years with Beyond Pulse and to be sure that we celebrated this, I brought my six-month-old daughter, Emily, to be uh, on this podcast with us. United Soccer Coaches announced today, actually, the signing of a multi-year contract extension with Beyond Pulse. The expanded partnership agreement establishes Beyond Pulse as the official wearable technology partner of United Soccer Coaches. Beyond Pulse, creator of smart wearable educational technology developed to help coaches coach better with the soccer athlete at the center, will partner with the association for another three years with goals to extend their technology and educational content to association members. Quoting one of three co-founders, Michael Sup, he says, and I quote, Beyond Pulse was built on the mission of revolutionizing coaching education and best practices in youth sports development. This is why we are extremely proud to renew our partnership with United Soccer Coaches as their wearable technology partner for the coming years. We look forward to supporting coaches across all levels of the game, from collegiate high school and club soccer, in collaboration with United Soccer Coaches, both at the prestigious convention events and throughout the calendar year. The other two co-founders are Mark Wilson and Mark Andre Maillet. And we'll hear from all three today, but first more on this announcement. The extended agreement signed prior to the 2022 United Soccer Coaches Convention includes Beyond Pulse's presence at the annual convention and promotional offers to association members. Additionally, the agreement includes collaboration between United Soccer Coaches and Beyond Pulse to further the association's goal to provide new and relevant content and resources to coaches on their journey. All right. As Toby Trogue, the partnership manager, also shared with me and Jeff Van Dusen, super excited about this. I understand somewhere down the road, we're going to tie in Celine Dion. I don't know what that's about. Let me say hello to all three of you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having you us on, Thanks for having us. All right. So, Michael, we'll start with you. You're one of the founders. Your title is Education and Research. You have a deep background in soccer education as you continue to serve as the soccer school's youth coach for Manchester United. And you have a deep passion for education, period, with the following degrees, as you've got two from my alma mater, Ohio University, including a PhD. So go Bobcats, indeed. Yeah, well done, people. And then I like what you say on your founder page, and I'm going to read it and then get your reaction to this partnership. You say, people never forget how you make them feel. When Michael was first introduced to Beyond Pulse, it was the idea of helping coaches reflect on how they coach that captured his imagination. Michael believes that with better coaching, not only can youth sports be more enjoyable, but they can also inspire lifelong sports participation. His passion for understanding how sports can help Unify fragmented societies drives the Beyond Pulse team to have a meaningful role in this larger transformative movement. That is brilliant. This partnership is brilliant. Michael, I thought your quote supporting the partnership also was outstanding, but now you're on the podcast. Talk about what it means to have a three-year extension on this great agreement. Fantastic, Dean, to be honest. I think it was 
you know, when we started Beyond Pulse, it was always, you know, one of our first ambitions for, for wanting to have a partnership on this journey with us. It was always the United Soccer Coaches, just because myself and, and Mark and, and Mark andre you know, we're, we're coaches at heart. And, and, and the United Soccer Coaches uh, has always played such a critical role to our growth in, in the game as coaches, to the wonderful people we've met, both, we've met both at the association and through the association, whether it's on licenses. I think we've all done you know, the premier diploma, the DOC diplomas, all, all three of us. Yeah, I mean, it, it just speaks to that relational power of soccer in the US and, and sport in general that speaks so much to us and, and is, uh, you know, an extension of that through Beyond Pulse. And we're really proud to now, you know, be able to extend the partnership officially with the wonderful organization that is United Soccer Coaches. And we're certainly proud too. Mark Andre is the CEO. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the three founders and he has so much experience in the merchandising world at such a high level, but of course, a very strong background in soccer as well, including time as a coach at McGill University in Canada. Mark Andre, like me, also has ties to Ohio University, his of higher acclaim, having been an instructor for their coaching education master's program. As part of Mark Andre's message on beyondpulse.com, where we will encourage everybody to visit after you hear this podcast, he says, Imagination is the key to coaching. When Marc-Andre watches a game, he sees things others don't, not because he's looking more closely at individual plays, but because he sees what's possible. As a coach, Marc-Andre helps teams think about the game more creatively so they can see the field more clearly. As CEO of Beyond Pulse, he applies learnings from his varied experience across professional sports, finance, education, and entertainment to nurture a culture of curiosity and personal growth. When not on the field, Mark Andre's constant companion is a book. Just ask him what he's reading today. We'll start with that, Mark. Tell us what you are reading today. But because you are about creativity and you have this culture of curiosity, I got to believe when you attend a United Soccer Coaches convention, your mind is blown. Book I'm reading right now. So, so actually, I, I like to take a book back and read again. Obviously, Doug Lamov's book, his latest book on coaching is is one that is amazing and then a book that i'm rereading is flow by bihali shishen shihali one of the re the reasons why we started beyond pulse is, is the kids and and really giving this opportunity to players to develop we we have a, a horrible statistics of 70 percent of kids dropping out of youth sport before high school age and and that was at the core of of what we started so, yeah, I, I moved from Montreal doing merchandise and concerts, which was a really fun environment, to moving to, to Ohio, where I met Michael, and, and I did my master's in sports pedagogy. And realizing there's so much that when we coach that we don't see and we think we see. So there, there's a great experiment where, you know, the kids are, uh, you're counting that basketball. The basketball is, is moving. And everybody has to count how many passes the team is making. And there's a gorilla that walks through through the screen. And when you ask everybody, did you see the gorilla on the screen? Nobody sees it. Why? Because they're focusing on, on seeing what they know, what they're focused on. And they're missing a lot of other things. And then part of Beyond Pulse and that imaginational piece is like, can we help people see things they don't see and encourage that creativity and, and in thinking specifically? 
Now we'll move to the third founder, someone who's been on the podcast before, and he was outstanding, Mark Wilson. His title's under sales and partnerships, but he's so much bigger than that. He's an international footballer who was part of the England national team youth system at U15, U16, U18, and the U21 level, spending professional time with the great Manchester United, as well as several other English Premier League teams before coming to the United States, where he actually also played for FC Dallas of MLS. On the website, Mark says, never underestimate the empowering effect of human connection. Building meaningful relationships with people is something Mark believes is the foundation for sustainable success. Whether out on the field or in the office, he works every day to help others explore and achieve their potential. At the core of his value system, Mark Wilson's passion for empowering athletes and coaches to become leaders in their sporting communities is what brought him to Beyond Pulse. Here, he focuses on helping coaches develop a growth mindset to realize the best version of themselves. Mark, it's great to be back with you again, particularly with your acclaimed history as a player. But as I read what you wrote on the website, I remember you saying that directly the last time you were on. So the fact that you were front and center in this renewal with United Soccer Coaches speaks to the fact that you want to focus on helping coaches develop a growth mindset to realize the best version of themselves. It's great to be back, Dean, and, and to, to have the opportunity to have this, this conversation and share what Beyond Pulse really is, what we care about. And I think we all have an individual piece of ourselves within the product. We are all coaches at heart. We are all, I think, facilitators of, of other human beings. And I think we all share something in common in that we, we, we tend to see the good and the, the opportunity and, and the strengths of, of other people. Hopefully you would you would get that response from our staff. They'll be on pulse. My why, my personal why is is certainly around connecting with people, servant leadership, uh, for want of a better term, and and really helping others explore the best version of themselves and feel very blessed and very privileged that we have a product like Beyond Pulse that can that can help facilitate that learning help coaches, help players, help parents ask those deeper questions, not too deep. Um, we don't want them to get lost in technology or asking questions that aren't relevant to fun, enjoyment and health. But we certainly provide an opportunity for, for all of our customers, for our Beyond Pulse family, as we, as we call it, to get a deeper insight into how they're engaging with the sport, how they can develop within the sport and how they can collaborate, more importantly, to develop each other as the, the coach and player journey is certainly a duality. Before we dive deeper, since you use the word deep into this relationship with United Soccer Coaches, I do want to also mention a quote that Michael Supp also has on the website where he said Nelson Mandela once claimed, quote, sport has the power to change the world. It has the power to inspire. It has the power to unite people in a way that little else does. It speaks to youth in a language they understand, end quote. And then you went on to say, Michael Supp, that you wholeheartedly believe in the above statement. However, if simply left to, quote, chance, end quote, the impact of sport itself can be limited and at even times detrimental. You have the floor to expound on that sentiment. It's a pretty big passion of mine and, and what a lot of my doctoral research was based around. You know, there's a lot of assumptions about the sport, the good that sport can do. And, and we're all very familiar with those for sure. And, and, and a lot of us that have had a career or been in sports for, for life have, have had the value of that. 
but it can't just be left to chance. And, and we see that with the research. We see that with the, the dropout rates in youth sport. We see that with the overuse injuries and, 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 and burnout and overtraining that occurs with kids in those adolescent ages. And, and those can have pretty, pretty long-lasting impacts in a negative sense. And so you know, we've got to be really intentional about the environment that we create in sport. And you know, Beyond Pulse was sort of born out of that idea, left on its own. Yeah, we'll be okay in youth sports, but we feel there's there's a lot more that can be done to make that experience even better and keep more kids in sports for longer, for life, because ultimately I think that's what everybody wants. That's really where a lot of that thought comes from. Let's go rapid fire. As I mentioned, I want to dive deeper into this relationship. I've been around United Soccer Coaches for a long time. I started as the voice of the then-named NSCA game on Fox Soccer back in the early 2000s. I've seen partners come and grow. I can tell you there's a lot of excitement about this renewal, and I want to understand why, and I want our listeners to understand why, and I want to understand from your own words. So we'll start with Mark Wilson, then we'll move to Mark Andre, and we'll come back to you, Michael. But as it sits right now, big day with this announcement, and the entire association is fired up. Why do you think they're so fired up? And more importantly, why are you so fired up? I think we put the time into the relationship thing and developing meaningful relationships with people first, who obviously build the culture of the organization becomes critical to, to how excited you are about each other's mission and vision. And we both deeply or, or care deeply about education. It sits at the, the, the heart of everything we do at Beyond Pulse. And we know it sits at the heart of everything United Soccer Coaches aims to do and has done well for many, many years now. So the excitement comes from the innovation that we can explore and achieve together trying to work hard to reduce this youth sport dropout rate that every time I see that number, it, it just makes me sad as a, as a coach, as a creator of a product like this, and as a former child, to think that that dropout rate is so so high right now makes me feel responsible and accountable. And I know United Soccer Coaches care about, first and foremost, uh, the most important aspect of, of who we work with, and that's children and, and teenagers. And in doing that, we're, we're trying to, I think we're both trying to provide a framework and a support and another layer of information for coaches to create the best possible environment for their players to learn, develop, grow, and more importantly, have fun in. So there's lots of commonalities and alignments between our vision and, and, and United Soccer Coaches' vision. The most important thing is the, the people that we're working with to try and bring this to life and collaborate on, on improving the experiences for, for kids for teenagers and even as, as they go into young adulthood for anybody involved in soccer across the USA. To be fair, a really great answer. And Mark Andre and Michael, you, you've got your hands full trying to top that. We'll, we'll go to you now, <laughs> Mark Andre, if we can. Yeah, well, when I moved to Ohio with and Ohio University and the Bobcats, you know, one of the first experiences I lived with Dr. Carr and the entire Ohio University program, we went to the United Soccer Conference. Like this is a life-changing experience. When you live the conference, and, and this is why it was so exciting this year to be back, this community of coaches from the classroom session, the field sessions, all of it. The first experience was such a, a, a game changer for, for my personal journey as a coach. You know, I remember when when Mark and, and Michael, we were together, you know, and we were talking about how do we how do we make a difference? Where do we go? Well, obviously, the United Soccer Coach, through the mission, through the, the conference, was at the core of what we wanted to do. So for me, this is why it's so important, is I think it's such a platform to have an impact on coaches' lives with the United Soccer Coach group and, and community. That's, that's for us. We want to be part of this journey. Michael Sup. Yeah, I think an extension, obviously, of the other two guys, you know, the United Soccer Coaches touches so many different coaches 
obviously collegiate level, high school, club, all the different advocacy groups. And I think what's what's unique about the partnership is, you know, we we want to do the same, right? At face value, we're just kind of, you know, we're a wearable tech company, you know. So but the reality of what we're trying to build and, and the journey that we're on is to really have something for all of those groups, no matter if they're on the elite end of youth sports all the way through to the more recreational end of youth sports, playing five days a week, playing two times a week. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what we're building is a synergy between wearable technology and the educational experience that can come through that regardless of what level of coaching, regardless of what level of play. And again, I think that's something that clearly speaks to the United Soccer Coaches and the huge responsibility that that the team uh, uh, over in Kansas City carries in serving to that entire population as well. We're, We're right there with you. You mentioned the team in Kansas City, and we'll stick with you, Michael, for a moment. Jeff Van Dusen saying in the announcement today, and I quote, as we embark on new opportunities to diversify our content and explore more resources in technology, we are excited to extend our agreement with such a forward-thinking, wearable technology company like Beyond Pulse. I look forward to the ways we can collaborate with Beyond Pulse to deliver more benefits and educational opportunities to our membership. Starting with you, Michael Supp, and then we'll go Mark Wilson and Mark Andre. Look, a lot of times people say we're going to collaborate and it ends there. Are you already mm-hmm. thinking about ways that you can collaborate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, we, and we've done a few of them already. And, and I think the obvious ones are through the convention and, and, and the different offers for, for folks that attending the conference. It's, it's, it's a huge piece of it, naturally. Throughout the calendar year, as, as I mentioned in the quote, is, is an important aspect. And, you know, last year we had some delivery. You know, Mark Wilson was delivering on, on the director of coaching diplomas. We've had talks before about other sorts of certification that we can become a crucial piece. There's definitely a, a, a play in terms of the, the actual licensing. And I'm doing some work, you know, right now with Lee, with the high school advocacy groups, we're looking to launch, potentially, I can't say too much, but, you know, this idea of mentorship in sports is, is really big. So there's a few ways in which we want to integrate with some of the advocacy groups by way of uh, mentorship support and programming. So yeah, Dean, there's, there's a number of ways in which our collaboration is is going to be very much alive and felt by uh, a number of members within the U.S. uh, United Soccer Coaches community. Indeed, there are, as you hit on some key initiatives for United Soccer Coaches, specifically their advocacy groups and this new role for Lee in the high school side. Mark Wilson, you heard him touch on the fact that you've already been out front collaborating with United Soccer Coaches. How excited are you moving forward? To have the opportunity to interact with with other directors of coaching through the, the, the DOC diploma course was, was a fantastic experience for me, Dean, to be honest. It gave me insight into the passion, the care, the commitment of, of people in, in leadership positions within clubs in this country. They want to improve, they want to innovate, they want to create the best possible environment for their players to have a, a good experience. They want to develop their staff and provide resources for them. And, and the DOC diploma is a fantastic course to start to try to understand and build frameworks around how to do that. So it was a privilege and, and an honor for me to be able to go in there and deliver how Beyond Pulse supports the growth and development of players and coaches and parents within that framework. Michael touched on, we can't say too much. We have some new stuff coming out a little bit later this year and into 2023 and 
with a real key focus on supporting the base of the pyramid, which is your, your recreational and, and some of the, the levels in the competitive space, which is where the vast majority of players live. And without giving too much away, we, we are focused on the, the enjoyment piece, the health piece and the engagement piece for players, not just at the elite end of the spectrum where wearable technology can sometimes be perceived as, as sitting this should be accessible to all and to everybody. And, and we're working hard to provide something unique and United Soccer Coaches will certainly be one of those channels that will collaborate with us and facilitate the growth of, of one of the um, the extensions of what Beyond Pulse is aiming to achieve during 2022 and into 2023. To be fair, United Soccer Coaches is for all. So you've nailed that. And the fact that you can't share everything excites me because I'm not being sycophantic when I say I love spending time with you guys. It means hopefully that you'll come back on the United Soccer Coaches podcast. As we move to Mark Andre, dare I say, and again, I, I did go to Ohio University. I loved my time at Athens, minus a few brain cells that I, I left behind. But obviously, <laughs> the connection between United Soccer Coaches and this program at Ohio University has been there a long time, even before Beyond Paul. So you know all about collaborating with the association. Totally. That that was, uh, I mean, it was the biggest partnership when we were with Ohio University as was with the, the United Soccer Coach. I think for us, what's so exciting about the next three years is to be a good coach, you have to be a learner and you want to, you want to listen, you want to, you know, learn from your players. And, and that's how we approach this as a, as a company also, you know, we're curious, we don't think we have the answer. And that's how we're building this company. And if we're going to want to have an impact for players, for parents and for coaches, we need to be with coaches, we need to talk to them, we need to hear what they have to say. And so this is an opportunity for us to be closer to the community to the coaches, so that we can listen and, and we can learn. When you spend time at the convention, you realize how much great resources and there's so much passion around how to improve the game for everyone. So that's what we want to get in is to get immersed and, and learn as much as we can and, and collaborate. We are announcing today United Soccer Coaches has signed a multi-year agreement extension with Beyond Pause. The extended partnership expands to make Beyond Pause this official wearable technology partner of United Soccer Coaches. We've got less than 10 minutes left, but I feel like what a lot of you said is part of these relationships beyond collaboration is also having fun and making a difference. Toby Trogue, who's the partnership manager, wanted me to mention that it would also be helpful if you could share a really brief bio about each of you so we can understand why questions about Norwich, El Salvador, Man United, and Celine Dion are all useful in this interview. Toby is very fun and a great person to be around. I have no idea what he's talking about. So who's going who's gonna to dive in on that one? Well, I think I can go first. I think I think Toby, you know, Toby and I met randomly. We ended up sharing a cab, not really knowing who the other person was at the LA convention. We started talking and he's like, oh, where are you from? And I, oh, I'm from England. Okay, well, where in England are you from? Well, I'm from Norfolk. And he's like, oh, you're a Norwich City fan. And immediately we bonded when he realized that I grew up watching Norwich City play. And of course, that's where Toby's from. So we, we certainly got off on the uh, on the right foot there. I'm still waiting for Celine Dion. Who's going to hit me with that one? Yeah, in that, only one guy in that, that case, yeah, Mark Andre can can with <laughs> Celine. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Montreal, and and Celine is is our our national icon from from Quebec. Grew up playing soccer, and and found myself working for the Montreal Canadiens. I led the merchandise department, and and then start touring with different concerts. So, and then one day I get a call, and 
it's Celine's agent and he's asking if I can go on tour and help with the merchandise and take care. So it didn't take too long, you know, after touring with some concerts that were not so glorious, I can promise going and, and spending time was, was such an awesome experience of visiting the world with, with an artist like, like Celine Dion. And that's my ties to Celine. Now that's awesome. And I already mentioned a couple of you have ties to Manchester United, including Mr. Wilson, who played in the Man United program and worked under Sir Alex Ferguson, which is awesome. And you can touch on that, Mark, but someone's got to fill in the blanks on El Salvador. I'll let Michael fill in the blanks on El Salvador and maybe his background's giving it away. I think most of my stories, we, we'd have to keep to a after hours podcast um, <laughs> from United or over a beer or two. Maybe that's what Toby's referencing and just want to mention that he does a wonderful job in the position he's in and he, he's such a people person. He does he does really bring people together and does an incredible job at that. He's a big part of the reason why we are where we are in this partnership. I look back on my time at United very fondly. I played 10 first team games in three years, which is a horrible ratio. I will stand by that trying to knock a Scholes or a Beckham or a Roy Keane out of the team was not easy. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure the stories that Toby might be referencing, we're going to need to have a beer, Dean, and, uh, and discuss them after hours. Fair play. Fair play indeed. I like it. All right. How about El Salvador, Michael? Yeah, Salvador is where I currently live. So I, I know this is on the podcast, but if folks were on video, you could see a, an active volcano behind me right now, which is which is a fun conversation starter. And uh, long story short, I, I've had a project in El Salvador the last sort of 10, 11 years. So I've been coming to and from the country. But a few years ago, I met who's uh, now my wife here. We had our son born here right before the pandemic. And so when that was all kicking off, we just thought, all right, well, if we're going to be locked indoors somewhere, let's be in a nice warm country to, to do it. That's why we're currently uh, still here. I love it. And that's what keeps it real because United Soccer Coaches not only likes to work with great companies, but they like to work with people that have accomplished great things, but that are also good people. So here we go. As we wrap up our time, I'm going to say just a little bit more about Beyond Pulse. Then I'm going to give you all three the floor to talk about whatever you want as it relates to this continued relationship with United Soccer Coaches. So folks, designed by coaches for coaches, Beyond Pulse exists to create a better youth sports culture by helping coaches be better teachers and leaders. Founded in the United States in 2017, Beyond Pulse guides coaches in understanding the health and performance of their players, including key development indicators such as heart rate, player workload, distance covered, speed, high-impact sprints, and calories. The core strength of Beyond Pulse is the unique team of people who are both experts in their field and passionate about achieving the Beyond Pulse mission to promote best practices in coaching education and youth development. The Beyond Pulse Smart Belt, also known as the BP Smart Belt, affordable and easy to use, was developed for coaches, players, clubs, and parents. And for more information, visit beyondpulse.com. Final statement, anything you want to talk about as it relates to what you're doing, the relationship, the partnership. We'll start with you, Mark andre Your final thoughts, then we'll go to Mark Wilson, and we'll let uh, Michael Supp from El Salvador finish off this uh, great conversation. Thanks so much. This was great to talk today. The United Soccer Coaches group is at the core of who we are. I think I'd love to share, like, as coaches, we love coaching. We love what we do. There's so many pieces to the game, the tactical, the technical, the mental side of the game. And as a coach, there's so many elements that are important. And we come in with a wearable that that sets a lot of expectation of this is how technology works. It made a, a really big piece for us to simplify it, make it really easy. It's always fun when 
you know, we had our motor home last year and we toured and we visited clubs. And when you, when, oh, I mean, my daughter is, is sharing her thoughts too, but it's, it's always fun to realize that coaches have like a predefined idea of what their training looks like. And when you use technology, you, you learn something new. I'd love to invite different people to, to message us and, and connect and see what they can learn from, from their sessions. Mark Wilson. When I think about our deeply rooted kind of core values between United Soccer Coaches and Beyond Paulson, I think of accessible for all. And I'm going to keep teasing it. There's some pretty cool stuff that, that our team are working on in the background because we do want to make our product accessible for all. For me personally, and obviously I'm biased, I think we are the most affordable, accessible, easy to use products out there. And I think the number of colleges and ECNL teams, even inter-competitive level teams within clubs using our product shows that we have delivered something that's of value in across many levels and age groups. The same way United Soccer Coaches wants to be accessible for all in terms of education and to have that meaningful impact, we, we also want to make sure that we are accessible for all from recreational all the way up to elite ECNL level play, that we're providing something meaningful, we're providing something useful that can certainly support the, the growth and development and more importantly, the enjoyment and love of the game for the players, for the coaches and for the parents. And, and we know United Soccer Coaches feels exactly the same way, so... We're looking forward to uh, to the next three years. And the last word goes to Michael Sutt. I'll keep it short and sweet. Very thankful, Dean. You know, thankful to the United Soccer Coaches. Obviously, Toby has, has been wonderful to work with since since day one. You know, formerly Lynn, now Jeff leading the team. You know, we, we have a great relationship with Jeff and Lee and advocacy. You know, there, there, there's so many great people that we're, you know, it makes it fun for us to continue doing what we're doing and, and the hard work that we put in when we've got great, great partners to share it with. So, yeah, we're, we're very proud today. It's, it's, a, it's a nice milestone to celebrate briefly. <laughs> we'll quickly get back to the grind here. But on a day of reflection, with this partnership renewing, we're really appreciative and, and thankful for uh, continuing to work together. Michael, Mark, Mark Andre, and Mark Andre's young daughter, Amelie, so beautiful, also playing a role in this announcement as Beyond Pulse, three more years together in collaboration with United Soccer Coaches. So exciting. When we return, we meet Liam Shannon, the author of Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Language and Scenarios. Liam Shannon, recommended to me by the newly appointed Vice President of United Soccer Coaches, Dr. Doug Williamson. Liam Shannon, author of Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Languages and Scenarios, after these messages. Does it feel like all you're doing to manage your team, club, or league is busy work? If so, League Apps can help you get back to doing what you love, delivering a powerful yet simple youth sports management platform from robust registration and payment tools to automated communications and other software integrations. League Apps saves you time and headaches. Less busy work, more time doing what you love. Go to leagueapps.com to learn more. League Apps is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the United Soccer Coaches podcast. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. Another great show today as Nicole Hercules wraps up a very special Black History Month dedication and takeover from the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group with Chicago Fire Head Coach Ezra Hendrickson 
who makes his official MLS head coaching debut this weekend against Miami. Then we were joined by the brilliant founders of Beyond Pulse, an amazing partner with United Soccer Coaches. And now we move to another great part of the podcast that I quite enjoy. Members reaching out to me and saying, hey, Dean, I know someone you should talk to. In this case, it was Dr. Doug Williamson, who was just elected to the United Soccer Coaches Board of Directors. Congratulations again, Dr. Williamson, on that election. And he connected me with Liam Shannon, the author of Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Language and Scenarios. Before we bring Liam in with a unique way to kick off this interview, in addition to being the author of Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Language and Scenarios, and a featured presenter at United Soccer Coaches Conventions focusing on this book and this topic, let me tell you a little bit more about him. Liam Shannon is the executive director of the Carolina Soccer Club in Concord, North Carolina. He holds coaching qualifications from U.S. Soccer, the United Soccer Coaches, and from the English F.A., Liam graduated from Barry College in Georgia in 2006, where he played on the soccer team for four years. In January 2015, Liam presented the Art of War Theories in Soccer at the United Soccer Coaches National Convention in Philadelphia. He has written six player development curriculums and three club operating manuals. Liam was also published in the 2019 July-August edition of the United Soccer Coaches Soccer Journal with the article, The Sun Tzu Soccer Player Development Matrix, A Holistic Approach to Player Development. Sun Tzu Soccer is his first book. He's a native of Southampton, England. He now lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you're like me, you love a brilliant mind, and of course it doesn't hurt when it also includes a brilliant accent. So to start, I thought right off the top, I would ask Liam to read the preface of this unique take on the art of war, his The Art of War in Soccer Language and Scenarios. So he will do that, and he will also read the introduction. Now, I call it a preface, he calls it a preface. Tomato or tomato, however Liam Shannon wants to call it, I think it works. Take it away, Liam. Hi, Dean. Here's the preface to the book. In 2011, I was working full-time at a youth soccer club, and one day I picked up a book I had kept from my college days, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. What began as a totally normal day changed when I started rereading. The brilliant and timeless concept slapped me in the face like a ball to the ear on a freezing cold morning. The ideas articulated by Sun Tzu could be applied to soccer almost directly. For example, In quotes, he wins his battles by making no mistakes. That can be found in chapter four, Tactical Dispositions, article number 13. 2,400 years later, Dutch genius Johan Cruyff, the man who almost certainly influenced football more than any other individual in history, stated, football is a game of mistakes. The team that makes the least mistakes usually wins. So here you have the world's all-time greatest strategist, and the world's all-time greatest authority on soccer, saying the exact same thing. It was amazing to think that nobody had put two and two together before. Just a fraction of research later, however, I confirmed that somebody actually had put the art of one soccer together and, in the process, had gone on to win the most exclusive and highly prized tournament, the World Cup. In 2002, Brazil national team coach Luis Felipe Scolari 
actively used the art of war for Brazil's successful World Cup campaign. Not only did Scolari read the book and apply its strategies, but on some occasions he actually slipped passages of the text underneath his players' doors during the night. Commenting on his use of the art of war after the World Cup winning campaign, Scolari confirmed, in quotes, I used the book during my preparations. Sometimes a different approach like this can help. Quite the understatement. Brazil's 2002 World Cup victory, using the art of war as strategic guidance, left no doubt. Validation could not get any higher. My mind was made up and my project began. A mere nine years later, and I was published. The art of war text that Scolari used and those that he dispensed to his players were copies of the original book, Sun Tzu's work that the reader would then have to interpret himself. In comparison, Sun Tzu's soccer is a pre-translated work of the art of war into soccer-specific language and scenarios. Sun Tzu's soccer, therefore, reads exactly as the art of war would read if the art of war were written exclusively for soccer. And just as the art of war created a baseline for military strategy and philosophy, Sun Tzu soccer creates that same baseline for soccer. This does not mean that Sun Tzu soccer is the last word on football strategy or philosophy. Rather, it means quite the opposite. It is the first word created by Sun Tzu 2400 years ago. Sun Tzu is unquestionably timeless and accurate. Designing and articulating strategies for winning football matches 2,300 years before football even became a sport identifies a true visionary. Because of this, I thought it essential to remain faithful to the art of war as much as possible. Therefore, if a verse only needed to be altered a little, I only altered it a little. Similarly, if a verse did not need to be altered at all, then I left it alone. I wanted this to be Sun Tzu's work as much as my own. I was content and am content to stand on the shoulders of a giant. Liam, in your own words, can you also share the introduction? No problem at all. Happy to do it. All right, here we go. Composed in the late 5th century BCE, The Art of War by Chinese General Sun Tzu is the most well-known and well-respected work on military strategy and philosophy in history. Among countless historical admirers, Kaiser Wilhelm II, Emperor of Germany and King of Prussia, once lamented, I wish I had read Sun Tzu before World War I. General Douglas MacArthur, Supreme Commander of the Allied Powers during World War II, and one of only five men in history to hold the rank of five-star general in the U.S. Army, proudly stated, I always kept a copy of The Art of War on my desk. Modern-day military leaders continue to sing praises of The Art of War. General Colin Powell, former U.S. Secretary of State, National Security Advisor, and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, affirmed Sun Tzu continues to influence both soldiers and politicians. Proving its timeless brilliance, the now 2,400-year-old text is still used in teaching strategy and philosophy at the leading military academies today. The Art of War is used as instructional material at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, and it is also recommended reading for cadets at the Royal Military Academy in Sandhurst. The genius of The Art of War is not just confined to providing ageless military theories, though. What makes the work even more amazing is the strategies themselves are timeless in applications outside the military. Type The Art of War into Google and pages of options will appear, including Sun Tzu and the Art of Business, The Art of War for Dating, The Art of War for the New Millennium, and The Art of War for Women. 
The trade magazine Business Insider names The Art of War as one of the top 25 most influential books ever written. And highly respected astrophysicist and social commentator Neil deGrasse Tyson identifies Sun Tzu's work as one of the seven books every intelligent person on the planet should read. The Art of War and Sun Tzu have been referenced and quoted in various movies and television shows. In the 1987 movie Wall Street, Gordon Gecko, played by Michael Douglas, frequently references Sun Tzu while dispensing advice to his young protege, Bud Fox, played by Charlie Sheen. In the latter stages of the movie, Fox, having taken Gecko's recommendation to read The Art of War, mentions Sun Tzu himself when describing his plan to double-cross Gecko. In the 1996 movie The Rock, the camera pans across various books, including The Art of War, in the cell of Alcatraz escapee John Patrick Mason, played by Sean Connery. In the 2000 movie The Family Man, starring Nicolas Cage, Alan Mintz asks Cage character... Jack Campbell, during a meeting if he is, quote, pulling another one of those Sun Tzu art of war tricks, end quote. While contemplating their escape from jail in the 2001 film Bandits, Terry, played by Billy Bob Thornton, asks Joe, played by Bruce Willis, if he has, quote, ever read Sun Tzu, end quote. In the 2002 James Bond movie Die Another Day, Jinx Johnson, played by Halle Berry, kills nemesis Miranda Fox, played by Rosamund Pike, by stabbing her in the chest through a copy of The Art of War. In television, The Art of War has been referenced countless times, including in two of the most popular and most critically acclaimed shows of all time, The Sopranos and Breaking Bad. In season three, episode nine of The Sopranos, Dr. Malfi suggests to Tony Soprano, played by James Gandolfini, that he read the book. Later in the same episode, Tony tells Dr. Malfi he is impressed with Sun Tzu, stating, quote, Here's this guy, a Chinese general, who wrote this thing 2,400 years ago, and most of it still applies today, end quote. In season two, episode seven of Breaking Bad, Hank questions the presence of a figure representing the patron saint of Mexican drug dealers on a colleague's desk. The colleague responds with, quote, Sun Tzu. Chinese general who wrote The Art of War. If you know your enemy as you know yourself, you will win many battles. Most significantly for this project, The Art of War has been applied in sports and not just by Scolari. The New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, the NFL coach with the most Super Bowl victories of all time, has stated on multiple occasions his admiration for The Art of War. One specific headline reads, quote, Belichick explains how advice from Sun Tzu's The Art of War helped build the Patriots dynasty. The advocation for Sun Tzu's strategies in all walks of life, including sports, could hardly be any higher. Once again, because there's value in repetition, those were the words of Liam Shannon, the author of Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Language and scenarios recommended guests by Dr. Doug Williamson, recently appointed as Vice President of United Soccer Coaches, reminding you that in addition to being the author of Sun Tzu Soccer, Liam Shannon is the Executive Director of Carolina Soccer Club in Concord, North Carolina. He holds coaching qualifications from U.S. Soccer, United Soccer Coaches, and from the English Football Association. Thank you so much for reading the preface or preface, as you say, Liam, as well as the introduction to your book, Sun Tzu Soccer, The Art of War in Soccer Languages 
and scenarios. So having heard both, including your introduction, let's get into some questions. And I have to start by asking you, why did you start reading The Art of War in the first place? Well, um, this is a quite simple answer. I was a double uh, major in college, history and government, and The Art of War was assigned in uh, one of my classes. I'm, I'm ashamed to say I can't remember which one, but it was assigned in, in one of those classes. And I remember reading it vaguely but you know like like most college books i feel i i skimmed through it and didn't give it the attention it deserved but um i knew it had value and i knew i'd want to come back to it someday so it was it was one of those books that that i hung on to how difficult was the book to translate into soccer language liam and how long did it take to translate it it was really an up and down experience uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, there were some parts of it that are so open to interpretation that I didn't really have to alter them at all. Uh, and if that was the case, then I wanted them left alone. And there were other parts that you only had to adjust a little. Going along with that, there were also sections that, that were, you know, very challenging. So it, it was a really varied experience in terms of how difficult it was to translate, ranging from not having to change a word to really having to you know, engage my brain in it. Overall, I'd say it took three months to translate, not full time, but, but three months of part time work, trying to work on it most evenings. The helpful thing about it for those that haven't read it is the format of the art of war. It, it's written as a, a treatise, which means it's written in in almost like bullet point format. So it's very straightforward, not too difficult to uh, to keep up with. You kind of answered my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. For those who have never read The Art of War, in your own words, Liam Shannon, is it a tough read? I don't think so, no. And I think that that's one of the reasons that it's given as much credit as it is. It's, it's not a difficult read, and yet it is so profound. There's a quote inside the front cover of the book that, that I use by uh, Leonardo da Vinci that says simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And I think that really sums up the art of war perfectly. What is the biggest compliment you have received about the book, Liam? There's been a couple. The first one was, um, I think, when the book was released. It was released on... April 21st, 2020. And upon release, it was um, number one on Amazon under the category of new releases in soccer coaching. That basically knocked me off my chair. And I'm not exaggerating. When I when I checked to see it, I just, that's something that, you know, is never going to change. Uh, I, I hope the book goes on to sell millions and millions. But, you know, even if it doesn't, on its first day, it, it was number one, and I'll always have that. So I grabbed that screenshot as quickly as I could and got it framed. So I was really thrilled about that. And it's funny, like that was on the first day it was published. Probably the second biggest compliment I can remember is, um, is one that just happened very recently at the convention in January in Kansas City, where a gentleman came up to me and introduced himself and said he was a big fan, which I found very confusing. I <laughs> had never heard that before. And um, it turns out he's a master's candidate at Ohio University. He's doing the ma his master's in um, soccer coaching. And he said that he had, he had used my book as part of his coursework. He had done a, a book report on it, which 
again, I couldn't quite believe what I was hearing. Um, he asked, you know, super nice guy. Then he asked if he could take his photograph with me. And uh, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is a first. I was really flattered by, by that. That was, that was really everything I wanted, you know, is, is, is it, is, is for the book to be, to be used in an academic way. As it should be so well said. So put into words, Liam, if you can, what the ultimate goal is with this project for you. A couple of different ones. Um, obviously, I'd like to sell as many books as possible. Um, that would be fantastic. But more so than that is, is in relation to what I just mentioned, the, the gentleman who I spoke to, um, Joe, really tapped into something that had been in the back of my mind. But I, I, I guess I was waiting for, uh, for that push um, to go for. Uh, and I would really like it if the book was um, was used in coursework for academic courses, um, for coaching courses. My uh, opinion is that if the art of war is is good enough for for West Point and good enough for Sandhurst, then you know the art of war translated for soccer should be good enough for you know any coaching course. It should be good for any soccer uh, academic program. I still feel I can remain humble in saying that because I consider this more Sun Tzu's work than my own. I just I just took it and translated it. So I think Sun Tzu has proven himself over the last 2,400 years. That doesn't really need anybody else to, to give him some validation. But to answer your question more succinctly, I would really like to see the book and its theories and its philosophies incorporated into as many soccer curriculums and teaching programs as possible. Let's do our best to try to make that happen as efficiently and concisely as you can. Tell people where they can get the book. Okay, so the book is available in two places. It's available online on Amazon. You can buy it on paperback or Kindle, and it's also available online at Barnes & Noble. Before we let you go, we were connected by Doug Williamson. Doug Williamson was just elected to the board of United Soccer Coaches. I have time all day, every day for Doug Williamson. How did you get to know Doug? Doug was staff instructor on my very first, what was then NSCAA coaching course back in 2008. And he wasn't my direct instructor, but uh, I remember him giving a, a lecture and as I mentioned, I was a double, I was a double major in, in, in college, government and history. And we were having this lecture and having this discussions. And I remember at the end of the discussions, Doug got up and sort of, you know, presented, presented the, the finale. And he gave a quote by Thomas Jefferson. I was like, hang on a second. Like, this isn't normal. Soccer coaches don't usually quote Thomas Jefferson. Like, this guy's different. <laughs> um, and I still remember the quote. I mean, this is... 14 years ago, uh, he said, um, we're discussing rules of the game and uh, basically how far you can push your luck without it becoming unethical. And uh, Doug said, if I remember correctly, in a society governed by laws where most people don't respect those laws, that society will crumble. Something along those lines. But so I introduced myself to him afterwards. I told him how impressed I was that, you know, you don't really meet too many academics um, in, in the soccer world. And um, we kept in touch ever since. I asked him when I presented um, at the 2015 conference, I asked him to be on the panel to discuss the art of war theories in soccer. And as usual, uh, he was 
he was happy to help out and it was great having him so like i mentioned to you to you previously dean um i think uh, i think you and i have a very mutual respect and admiration for doug like he's a genuinely good person and uh i'm very proud that he's he's saw fit to to help me well and part of that mutual respect and admiration also extends to the united soccer coaches as an association you have seen value in presenting you have seen value in attending the convention you have seen value in getting some of their diplomas as we wrap up when you hear those three words and i know it used to be nscaa but today it's united soccer coaches what does that organization mean to you to sum it up i i think um one word would be inclusivity i really like that the united soccer coaches try to educate everybody at every level in every manner possible in every area of the game you know you can go to the convention and you can see a field session by Bayern Munich academy coaches two hours later you can go across the street and uh, have a classroom presentation by the LGBTQ you know represent uh, representatives so, um, there's such a wide level or wide range of, of inclusivity that's I think probably what stands out to me most of all I love that you use that word because it is a key part of the fabric of this podcast as well as we say goodbye we are inclusive and we also like to help our members so I'm going to give you one more opportunity to tell everybody where they can find your all-important book Thank you so much, Dean. The book is available on Amazon and it is available online at Barnes and Noble. And I'd be honored and flattered for anybody to purchase it. Liam Shannon, thanks for being on the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by League Apps. Thank you so much, Dean. I really appreciate you having me on. Once again, I want to thank Nicole Hercules, the chair of the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group, who truly stepped up during Black History Month as we handed over the microphone to the Black Soccer Coaches Advocacy Group through her great leadership. She provided insightful guests with great messages as we continue to realize if you can see it, you can be it. That is the dream. Beyond Pulse announcing a three-year extension with United Soccer Coaches. I want to thank their three superstar founders for being on, as well as Toby Trogue, the partnership manager for United Soccer Coaches, for making that happen. And, of course, Liam Shannon, who we just heard from. Mad props to Bailey Conklin, Erica Dyer, Brandon Milburn, Jeff Van Dusen, and everybody at United Soccer Coaches as well as our producer, Colin Thrash. For each and every one of them and all of you, our members, I'm Dean Linky. We'll see you next week for another edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by League Apps. Thanks for listening to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by League Apps. League Apps is the leading youth sports management platform, providing organizations with the technology and professional development they need to run, grow, and win. To learn more about League Apps, find them at leagueapps.com or as League Apps on all of the social networks. And to learn more about United Soccer Coaches, visit us at unitedsoccercoaches.org.